I'm Lauren. And I'm Ashley. And this, guys, is Nip Tuck Pod. We are your girl chat. We say the things you want to hear, the things that you're thinking but you don't want to say out loud. And we're all about being strong, aspirational women who basically don't give a... Uh, Lauren, anyway, if you want unfiltered chat, amazing beauty and product recommendations, then look no further, guys. This is the podcast where you will get all of the girly chat. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss. PlushCare.com slash weight loss. I'm not going to lie, I did think he was gay. I did. I really did. <laughs> Hello, everybody, and welcome to Vicky Patterson, The Secret 2. This week, I am joined by none other than pro dancer, one half of the cutest celebrity couple in the whole universe, and survivor. It's Abby Quinn, everybody! Woo! God, thanks so much. Hi, Vicky. How are you doing? I'm all right. Thank you, mate. How are you? I'm doing really well, thanks. Really, really good. Abby, I feel it a little bit like um, we've got like ladder to lady going on today. You are very, <laughs> you're very softly spoken. You're very well put together. You're absolutely beautiful. The voice is good. And I just think I'm like a tiny little boy. Like, where are you from in the world? <laughs> oh, my God. I don't. I Basically, because you always look sensational, I felt like I really had to make an effort today for you. So, um, but yeah, I'm from Surrey. Is Surrey posh? Um, I think it is kind of posh. Yeah, well, it's definitely posher than where I'm from. But that is so kind of you to say that, mate. Like, honestly, I do scrub up all right when I've got like a hairstylist, a makeup artist, a clothes stylist, like everybody pulling me together. But on the day to day, I look like this. It is even like now that. you look beautiful. Oh, you're too nice. Like, I, I, already I can tell this is going to be a great podcast. You are up there <laughs> just with these compliments, being one of my favourite guests ever. <laughs> oh, thanks so much. So did you grow up in Surrey then, Abby? Yes, I did, yeah. I was born in Surrey. And did you always want to be a dancer? I did from, I think I had my first dance class when I was about three years old and I haven't stopped since. So I've always, always loved it. And like my mum, she was a dancer and my auntie, so it's always been in the family. So it's in the blood. I was going to ask that, you know, because a lot of the time you meet these like dancers or actors or whatever, and they've had like a pushy stage mum. Was your mum pushing you into it or was it all you being the driving force? Um, I feel like she was a tiny bit pushy. (laughs) (laughs) Like... She made sure that I went to um, the school called Italia Conti, um, which is like performing arts school. So I went there from 11 to 16. I feel like she really wanted me to go there because if I'd have gone to like a normal, a normal school, I definitely would have, have like carried on. So I feel like in that aspect, she was a bit pushy because she really wanted me to to stick to it and do really uh-huh. well. Because my sister, she kind of got into boys 
And so she just didn't really want me to do, <laughs> to do that. <laughs> but there is that moment, isn't there? Like, it's all very, my mum tried to get me in everything. And like, I Did joke you? now when I see people like you and all of these like gorgeous people who, like, they've got amazing bodies. I'm like that with my mum because I struggle with my weight. You know, I'm always like got to train and everything. And I always say to my mum, why didn't you get me into dancing or gymnastics or something when I was younger? So I just had like a wicked body now. And honestly, my mum's always like, Vicky, I fucking tried. I tried to take you to everything. You just weren't interested. And I know I can remember really? almost. I mean, yeah, I did like the lot, like two weeks of gymnastics. Like I think trampolining lasted a little bit longer. I think I was there for about three weeks. Like honestly, really? nothing else. I never stalk. I never had like, I never had the dedication. Um, But obviously you did. Was there ever a moment though, mate, like you say your sister kind of discovered boys and booze and all of the fun bees. But was there ever a moment where you thought, I don't know if this is for me anymore. Like I want to be like going out with like me mates. I want to be at the cinema. Was there ever any of any of that feeling where you always just know this is my path? I think I pretty much was, this is my passion. Like the thought of going to a normal school, honestly, I hated school. I just didn't want to be there. All I wanted to do was dancing and act. And, and so the thought that I was going to be able to do that for half of the day and then the other half of the day do the academics, that literally sold me. I was so into that. So there was never really a point where where I, I didn't want, like I wanted to give up. So I was really lucky that I just stayed like really focused on that was what I was wanting to do and like the next thing after that was college and then after that it was jobs so yeah I just kind of stayed really focused and I feel like at my school we were all really grown up for our age as well like we started going out clubbing when I was about 16 like it was terrible I was using my sister's ID (laughs) so so through that way I was still like going out and, and meeting other people as well which was fun. Oh, so no, it's nice. It sounds like you had a nice balance. It wasn't just like, because you watch things like, you watch some of these like uh, documentaries and you watch the like serialized dramas of dancers and stuff. And it's almost like they're not allowed to eat anything they want. They can't like go anywhere they want. Like can't have a boyfriend from the wrong side of the tracks. Like obviously <laughs> I've watched far too many Netflix documentaries <laughs> on this type of stuff. I think but so. Yeah. <laughs> so was it not like that? Is that all just hype? Like, did you have a nice normal life as well? Yeah, no, definitely. I did have a really nice normal life. I think at college, that's more when it gets a bit more people are worried about what they look like and comparing themselves to other people. But um, for me, I was never really that worried. I was always quite happy and just focused on the dancing and getting better and singing and acting. So I didn't really worry about that side. So you allowed your passion and like desire for a career in that field to be your focus rather than getting, I suppose, waylaid by some of the things that other people can obsess over. But I imagine that's easy to do. Like it is uh, an industry that is obsessed with your body, your looks. Like, did you ever feel that pressure? Um, I, I don't think at college there was 100%. So many of my friends really, really did struggle and like hardly any of them would eat at all and I'd be so concerned for them but I was lucky at that time I I didn't feel like that at all um whereas like more since coming in the public eye I definitely feel like I was judged a whole lot more and I felt like I had to look a certain way and yeah I think it more changed becoming in the public eye rather than actually being in the dance background yeah well that's I mean honestly speaking as someone who has been in the industry like what 12 years or something like I I feel like you'll never adjust to like everybody's like this to the scrutiny you know you'll never yeah like I don't think you ever just that becomes normal to you at any yeah. point that people are so obsessed with like at the moment 
I don't like on my Instagram. I've I I gained loads of weight in lockdown. Like fucking show me someone who didn't. You know, like I was yeah. sitting around me now. Come on, getting takeaways. I was cooking all this stuff like no exercise finger up my ass for the best part of a year and a half right <laughs> um and now everyone's coming to me instagram and like not everyone god i've got loads of lovely followers but i've had a couple of people being like you've lost loads of weight how have you done it and like you look amazing but you haven't told how i feel duped really like, oh some really people are really agitated and i'm like i've replied to a couple of them abs and been like right firstly like i've made a proper point of trying to encourage this narrative that women are so much more than their weight and so much more than their body shape you know we've got loads more to offer we can be mothers daughters we can be ceos we can be dance stars presenters we can be nurses teachers doctors anything we want like please don't reduce what to just a size so that's first of all second of all like abby i'd love to tell you i've got like this amazing new exercise routine and i'm gonna like market it to millions and i'm gonna make a fortune it's not the fucking case lass i come off me contraception you know i had me implanted come off that so i don't crave like cakes and chocolates quite as much as i did anymore (laughs) and i've got a crazy labrador puppy who i have to walk five miles every day like my god you know that's it so but i don't think like I, I, I still couldn't get my head around the obsession with my body still, even after all this time. And I think like, I don't know if I ever will. Do you think you'll ever not feel those pressures? Are you adjusting now? What's, what headspace are you at? I feel like I will never get over the fact that people say the most awful things to you. And wait, and, and at sometimes you can be like so down and I don't think they realise how like, what a position someone can be in and them to use those harsh words like you don't know what that could actually do to someone well we do know because obviously people have actually died from of course suffering with mental health and stuff and a lot of celebrities wasn't it from like love island and caroline flack and obviously and it is so so dangerous the words that they actually do say but i just try and take it with like a pinch of salt and and know that maybe they're not in the right headspace um so maybe they're struggling so i just try as much as possible, which is extremely hard, as you know, to, to not listen to any of that negative energy. But um, yeah, no, I, I do. I do definitely read those comments. I think we all do. And and it is sad. But um, and out of a hundred like amazing comments, you'll always just stick that one negative comment in your head. And it's just the worst. But we always do it. It's human nature, though. Like, there's this this song by Baz Luhrmann, and it's called, and I I preach it all the time. Like, I heard it at a retreat years ago, and it's called Wear Sunscreen. And it's this beautifully, like, inspiration. It's like, it's his kind of, like, um, he's giving you advice, and it's to this lovely little music soundtrack. And basically, one of the lines in it, he says, throw away your bills, but keep your love letters. And, like, I try to apply that to, like, to Instagram, to social media. Because yeah. you do, mate, you're, you're so honest. Like, when you're reading, I will sit and scroll through hundreds of people going, you look great today, Vicky, nice dress, love the book, love the podcast, well done you, hope you and her kind of all right. I'll scroll through that and I might write yeah. a heart or I might, I, you know, I, I let it wash over us. But I will find one person who tells me you're not a very good role model or you've edited this picture or you are like, you look fat here. I will find that one person and that is yeah. what I'll fixate on. It's almost like a form of self-harm. Exactly, yeah. No, I do exactly the same. <sighs> yeah, well, obviously, it's good to know I'm in good company. I'm not just, like, the only one. <laughs> You're but... not just by yourself. No. no, but we do need to book that trend. So, yeah, so that's what I try and remind myself, mate. 
throw away your bills, which I consider yeah. to be your negative comments, your trolling, your all the rest of it, and keep your love letters. Absorb the nice things. Let's like, do that, Vicky. Yeah, let's do it together. I'm, let's I'm do it all, together. Yes, <laughs> I'm all for that. And I think like for 2022, God, that's yeah. such a mouthful, isn't it? It is, isn't it? <gasps> so cumbersome. I miss 2020, not the year, just the just the way of saying it. But yeah, um, <laughs> I feel like for that for this year, I'm definitely like I used to write back, and I really used to like. Yeah. get into these like quite negative like toxic like back and forths with trolls you know yeah but yeah. so this year i've decided I'm, i've made a proper resolution i'm gonna block it block it delete it not click on the profile not try and make sense of it not try and make them understand my point of view not try and make them like us just fucking block them mate so that's how i'm going forward that's how i'm moving forward in 2000 i love that idea i'm gonna yeah. i'm gonna follow that for sure let's do it. do you have any other like big goals for this year any other like things you want to achieve i mean still early doors you've got all all of this year to smash it yeah, no, 100%. Um, I think, obviously, because I had my accident, it was like a year ago, a few days ago. And all I want to do is just to be able to create money for people with burns who suffered like I did. Like, And I just want to, because I know that when I had my accident, I felt so alone. Like, anyone normal talking to me, like, being like, I understand, like, it's absolutely fine. Like, it is, it's really it's fine that you're feeling down. Like I didn't listen to them one bit because they didn't understand what I had been through and and what I was going through. So I just found like being able to speak to people that had been through what I'd been through on social media, like so beneficial for me because I knew that they'd been through something similar and like just knowing what they used and how they felt about it. And also I spoke to Katie Piper and she gave me like tips and stuff. And that was just so beneficial for me. Like yeah. I, I actually felt like, okay, I, I can get through this. They've done this. Look how amazing they've done and how they've helped. That's all I want to do now is just be able to help and also bring Burns people together so that they can meet up and have that normality or that thing in common. So um, I'm really wanting to create more like money for charity this year, 100%. Such an amazing like goal, mate. Like I, I wanted to ask you that. Like I had no idea. It was about a year ago. I remember Abby going and picking up the paper and it was the morning you chose to talk about it right and I couldn't believe it like I remember I remember actually crying and saying to Erkan I was in the car with him and being like she's so young and she's so beautiful and none of these things should matter it was a horrific accident for absolutely anyone to have at any age but that is what was in my head and like I think I reached out I think I reached out to Curtis in the end because I feel like I've got a bit of a relationship with him me and him both did WW together and just said like I'm hot sorry for you like I can't believe that was a year ago mate I know I was I was really shocked and definitely the last few days have been a struggle especially on the day because I was like I didn't want to repeat anything that I'd done the year before so like AJ was like let's go for a run because on the day I actually did a 10k run on the day of my accident and then before he said like let's go for a run I was like oh I don't, I don't know if I can do that because that's what we did the last time and what happens if something else bad happens like I was did just you- did you just feel a bit triggered almost? Yeah, 100%. I, I didn't know if something else would happen or something similar would happen. I just I just thought that day as, oh my God, something bad's going to happen, if you know what I mean. Um, but I did. I ended up, I had a little cry before going on the run, but I did go for, <laughs> I went for a 5K run, which was taller. But um, yeah, no, I just felt so lost the, over the last few days. And like the day before AJ was going out, I like had a meltdown, I was crying. But I, I think it's just normal and it was just like, 
a remembrance of what I've actually been through. And just the thought again is that I'm 24 years old and I'm going to have like lifelong scars. That's just what, what gets me is like, I feel like all my friends, they can wear whatever they want to wear and they can go on holiday and they can wear these tiny bikinis. I feel like I can do that, but I'm now just going to have like a few scars when I do that. And people probably look. Do you know what, mate? Like, I think I can't relate. So I'm not going to, I'm not going to patronise you and say, like, I get it, I understand. Like, what you have been through is absolutely horrific. And yeah. not just the physical pain, I imagine the emotional ramifications have got a far longer tail for you than the physicality of what's happened. But you are so brave. Like, so brave to not just sit and wallow, which I'm going to tell you right now, Abby, I think I would. I think I'd go and sit and feel sorry for myself and not want the world to say us and be this like really uninspirational person. But instead of that, you flipped it on its head and you are choosing to use your platform to help others. So even on your darkest day and even when you're feeling down and you want to have a cry, take real solace in that, that you are a very strong and very inspirational person. Thanks so much. Thank you. That means a lot. Not me. Honestly, like I just for someone so young as well to be like turning something negative and scary and heartbreaking into something with so much light and love like that is that is really brave it has really really helped with the healing though being able to like go on tv and like and share with everyone my story like that has helped me heal like I can't even tell you how much and like the amount of messages saying thank you so much like my daughter she went through this a year ago and like having someone like you opening up about it and sharing really like means the world to me and means the world to her like it 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 really has helped me being able to like share my story with everyone I did think at the beginning I didn't know whether to come out and tell people about it or whether to just hide and like and not try and avoid it at all costs but um the fact that I did come out and talk about it has has really helped me and, and the amazing people that I've met along the way and the fact that I did the half marathon and gave all the money to the Chelsea and Westminster Burns unit and I'm going to do that again this year so yeah it's definitely helped me heal 100% just an absolute human ray of sunshine, Miss. Like, honestly, <laughs> just so incredible. So you found being open about what you've been through very cathartic. Absolutely. I mean, there has been down days, um, but most of it has been really super positive and has helped me heal as well as trying to help other people as well. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Now, I don't want to upset you, mate. Like, that would be the, me last thing I want to do, if anything. Like, I'm just so incredibly impressed by you. Um, but for anybody who didn't know what happened, it was like a TikTok challenge gone wrong, wasn't it? 
Yeah, pretty much. So um, we was in lockdown and AJ was like creating so many YouTube videos and we was looking at ways to to try new things and stuff and we just been gifted some gorgeous flowers and AJ had seen this like um I think it was a TikTok or a YouTube video and um it had like nine million views or something and AJ just basically said oh I've seen this video it's about making a vase from a wine bottle and um it basically yeah it just turns into a vase um, and I want to give it a go because we've been given these like gorgeous flowers Let, like let's do it and it's something to do we're in lockdown we've got nothing else to do yeah and well, so I was we like, all turned to very alternative ways to amuse ourselves didn't we exactly there was so many home hack videos going around as well so this was just another home hack video and um so AJ like just told me oh I'm gonna film it now like do you mind coming down to film the video and I was like oh yeah sure like and he watched the YouTube tutorial step by step like watched it it looked so simple like nothing nothing possibly could have happened and um he basically tied a piece of rope around this glass wine bottle and then you kind of dip it in a a soluble solution so I think it was like nail varnish or something like that Uh and um he was like stood over it was over there actually um by the um uh, the tap and what you do is you you light it the piece of rope and it's supposed to just go around and then you drop it in the water like because we filled the sink up with water and I was stood like literally over here so I was really really far away from him and as soon as he lit it up it, the whole thing just blew up and the fire like went across the room it instantly caught my hair and I was just engulfed in flames like I could feel it burning my ear I could feel it burning into my body like and I just dropped on the floor and tried to roll and I was screaming like AJ help help please help me and I think he was in shock I think he was trying to help but as soon as he was coming towards me I was running away and it was just so awful and so I grabbed a blanket and I tried to like pat myself down and luckily that put out the fire but it was just I can remember it so vividly and it, it was just so awful. And that's when I had three operations. I had two allografts, which is someone else's skin is put onto my skin because I got an infection in the hospital. So, yeah, I had to have three operations and then they took my skin and had a normal skin graft and then they put it over my burns. Um, and, yeah, I was in hospital for seven days. I still go back for laser treatment and... I don't really know how much longer I've got until it kind of finishes like the laser treatment because they've got so many new things, amazing things now. I've got microneedling after that. And then if that doesn't work, they'll always have like something else that I can try. So, and I might even have to have another operation. So yeah, it's not finished yet. And it does seem like it's never going to end, but I'm doing really, really well, which is good. You are doing really, really well. (laughs) And even like in the immediate aftermath of that just listening to you tell your story like you were so level-headed like cool as a cucumber in a bowler hat I'd be like for me I I would completely lose my head I would go into shock I would go into panic I'd not know what to do that was right but you seem to deal with that and obviously limiting the extent of your injuries by being so calm like you have to be proud of yourself with for not only the resilience you've shown in the year since you know going through all of these operations all of these different treatments but also in the heat of the moment you are incredibly calm, mate. I think I would like to have you around me should we ever be on a plane that crashes. <laughs> oh, thank you. That means a lot. But yeah, I, I can't believe how actually calm I was. I feel like 
as soon as it had happened, all I was saying to AJ was like, will you still love me? Like, I'm, I'm not going to look the same ever again. And I just kept saying, will you love me? Will you still love me? And I was shaking. I couldn't really say much, but I, I just remember like him, like just grabbing him and being like, will you still love me? And I looked in the mirror and I was like, oh my God, like, I don't think I'm ever going to look the same ever again. I was just traumatized. Oh, I'm not surprised, babe. But it's, I mean, of course he's still going to love you. Like, apart from the fact that you're absolutely drop-dead gorgeous, you're also a beautiful person inside. I'm sure nothing has changed. Was it difficult for AJ as well to deal with what had happened? Did he feel, like, any sort of guilt, blame, anything like that? What, what was the outcome? Oh, absolutely. I think even still now, he still feels guilty. And, like, sometimes we will talk about it and he will get upset and I'll get upset about it. But, um... I think the main fact was it was during lockdown and he took me to A&E and then he didn't see me for like seven days because I was in the hospital and you couldn't come and visit at all. And so I felt like as soon as it had happened, he was in so much shock and then couldn't see me and couldn't see if I was okay. I think that was really, really, really hard for him. And he said that I was on so much medication. I was on 27 tablets a day and like him trying to talk to me. Apparently I was speaking in slow motion. I wasn't really making any sense. So he found it really hard that he couldn't actually figure out whether I was okay or not. And he was kept calling the hospital to find out if I was okay and how long it was going to be and stuff. So for him, he definitely did feel extremely, extremely guilty. And I don't think he's ever really going to be able to get over it. He does say to me like he thinks about it every single day. It's been incredibly traumatic for both of you, hon. Um, but I feel like at least you have each other to get through it. Exactly, yeah. Have you been a great support to each other? Oh, my God, so amazing. And, like, AJ, whilst it was happening, because I, I was on the 27 tablets for months, and so I wasn't really making much sense, and I was just constantly, constantly crying. He was there by my side the whole time. He would even put the 27 tablets in my mouth and like he would feed me like put the food in my mouth and he was making sure that I was fine well I wasn't fine but as happy as I could be and and I was on a strict regime like we'd have to wake up in the night and he would have to clean my wounds and stuff like he was just so incredible I couldn't have asked for him to be any better to be honest almost as if like because I have read he became like your full-time nurse you know and I know this is horrific and we we wish things were different and I, I fucking wish you hadn't had to go through this, mate. But in a way, has it brought you closer? A hundred percent. It definitely has brought us closer. I think that really did show me how much he does love love me and how much he cares a million percent. Oh, babe, well, I'm so pleased there's at least like a little bit of a nugget that has come out of this that's positive but also as well like let's not forget the amazing work that you want to do to help other burns victims and other people who've gone through similar things feel like they're not alone like if you if there's anybody listening who has you know gone through something similar or has a relative or a friend what's your best advice I think just trying to find someone else who has been through it like they can message me a hundred percent like I'm happy more than happy to reply to them on Instagram or anything I think that massively helped me was trying finding someone else who had been through something similar so that you can I can give them tips or like Katie Piper she gave me tips I think that was so 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 important um so that is just the main thing that definitely helped me was trying to find someone to talk to that had been through the same thing that's really honestly so beautiful mate and like I just feel like God, like, 
regardless of what you look like, he would have still loved you because you're fucking beautiful on the inside too. I hope you know that. <laughs> Thanks so much. Sorry, uh, Vicky. Oh, you're fucking welcome, mate. Right, babe, I promise we're going to have you back in part two and we will okay. talk about things that aren't going to make me cry because I'm a big <laughs> fanny and I'm cheering up already. So yeah, let's talk oh. about nice fun things in part two, okay? Let's do it.